service your existing car with us right now and it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Good evening. Ange Postacoglu promises more signings for Celtic fans despite six Games undefeated pre-season. A 2-0 win for them against Norwich on Saturday. As Joe Hart reveals simple Ange message before each game, why not make this game the best you've ever played in? We'll discuss that with Mark Guidi in a moment or two. Across the city is Alfredo Morellas about to sign a new contract with Rangers as GVB wants another signing in this week before the big kickoff this weekend. And Justin... From the Premier Sports Cup, the second round, it's going to be Rangers against Queen of the South on the Tuesday night. That's August the 30th at Ibrox. And then the following night, 24 hours later, Ross County against the Holders Celtic. Mark, first of all, those two games, we find out when they are. And that's going to come at a really crucial time for both teams. Yeah, it's probably right at the end of the month. Rangers, as you say, at home to Queen of the South on the Tuesday night, live in the telly. Celtic away to Ross County. Uh, for the second time um, in August uh, on the Wednesday night and then into the first derby of the season at um, Celtic Park That's Celtic it. v Rangers on the Saturday afternoon and hopefully the following midweek we'll have both of them in the Champions League Celtic assured of their place of course and by then we'll know if Rangers are in it and they will play in either September the 5th or 6th so Paul it's a great calendar already we've been speaking about it tonight in the office we can't wait to get started on Saturday and you look at all the fixtures the first you know five six weeks of the season some real tough ones in there four sleeps to go for Rangers fans for Livy against Rangers and also for Hearts Ross County Kilmarnock back in the big time against Dundee United and St Johnson against Hibs and then Sunday five sleeps away St Mirren Motherwell and Celtic against Aberdeen can't wait Mark I mean there's been seems a while since the end of last season but there's been something happening almost every day yeah there's been some great uh, you know on paper well, you know, we to see it yet Here's in one terms here. of competitive games. Can I give you? Yep. Here is one just breaking. Rangers are delighted to announce the signing of the Turkish international Ridvan Yilmaz. We've spoken about it since yeah. Friday. It's a five-year deal. He's come from Besiktas, as you know. The left-back joins Rangers for an undisclosed fee, subject to international clearance, and the work permit process being concluded. Just in. Yilmaz <laughs> is a player that Giovanni van Bronckhurst has wanted. Paul, he's been on yep. the radar for, for several weeks. And again, it's it's um, it's an indication of, of how serious Rangers are um, about progressing in Europe and getting the title back from Celtic. You know, they've brought in a lot of money, um, close to £30 million for Arebo and Bassey. Um, I'll need to do my sums, but I think mm. that's certainly, that's um, invested um, more than £10 million now um, during this transfer window. So, um, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst has a, has a look of a right good squad um, now it's interesting to see what happens with Yilmaz and Barisic just as it will at Celtic Park with Bernabeu and Taylor on, on that mm. left hand side but both managers must be happy with the, the way things have uh, are taking shape ahead of the big kick off this weekend it's incredible isn't it both of them have been so active and we'll hear from Ange Postacoglu saying 
there could be a couple more signings because when you look at the team at the weekend and then they virtually changed it in the second half Celtic could field two strong first teams yeah they, they can and um, so can Rangers and yeah. I think that's why Paul you, you, you probably I would describe it as there's some excess fat they run yeah. about both squads and they'll trim it they'll trim it down in the next three or four weeks um, you know, I think they'll to, go to come on yeah, yeah they'll probably sell a couple I don't mm-hmm. think there'll be any um, like a Bassey or, or, or a, an Ariba I don't mm-hmm. see anything like that um, at Celtic I can't see them selling anybody that you would consider you know a proper first team starter there's a wee bit of speculation about Juranovic a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago and that's quickly disappeared um, but there's, there's boys on, on, on both sides probably three or four that we could think of that you know are going to be if you like squad numbers Mm-hmm. 23, 24, 25, 26 and 27 and they're not really going to get a look in so there's well going out uh, going in loan somewhere or else um, you know going away somewhere permanently It's been an open day today at uh, Rangers after that a 2-1 defeat is no disgrace to Tottenham mm. um, we'll talk about that in a moment or two and Giovanni van Bronckhurst has given a great exclusive interview to Sky Sports Scotland which we can play some of tonight Mark so it'll be good to hear from yeah. from watched the manager today. good coverage yep. 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 I watched it today watching from Sky Sports yep. I was watching Sky Sports um, so you go radio in one ear and then Sky Sports in the I other did, listen did, to absolutely. Alan Shaw absolutely yep. Paul I did it, it's actually good times isn't it and reading some of the stuff as we get ready and this Friday you'll be giving us your predictions we're going to ask everybody mm. in the team what your predictions for this coming season <laughs> Yeah, who's going to be the dreaded night yeah. the dreaded. Victor Lodorum who's going to be the one of the games come May next year and also who's going to be at the other end of the table and already there's pressure because of the Premier Sports Cup coming so early Lee Johnson's criticised it big time already of course Hibs are out St Myrna are out and so are St Johnson yeah. so it's, it's, it's tough isn't it there's yeah. no breathing space at the top for the managers no there's not some big followers um, Paul you know Hibs St Johnson and St Mern wouldn't have expected that um, you know credit to the to the teams who have gone through who have you know a kind of giant killing act um, if you like but yeah you know right away it's not the ideal start for the, the Premiership sides and uh, they need to get themselves together and get things in order in time for uh, this weekend's kickoff. Right let's hear from GVB he'll also be talking about who's going to be the number one goalkeeper do you think you know who it's going to be? Oh, well, I don't, uh, I don't need the answer just now, but do you think you know? Well, I know who I would go for. Okay, we'll find out in a moment or two. Let's hear, first of all, about Alfredo Morelos. What, we haven't seen him since, what, Mark? April, the hip injury. Mm. But he is back in training, as we know. And there's also, well, more than speculation, the management speaking about his contract. Well, I mean, it's, you know, I'm only looking, of course, for his, his physical fitness at the moment. He's been out for a long time, but working really hard to get back to the levels he uh, he has to be to to perform in in games and uh, you know of course the other uh, issue is the well, issue is, is the the contract he has he's very uh, positive about signing a new contract you know we're we're, we're doing our best to uh, to get uh, Morales signed a new contract as well so uh, hopefully in the next coming weeks we will uh, we will sort it out but uh, you know still the talks are going Mark that exclusive there with Sky Sports yeah. Scotland yep that's uh, looks as though the deal is almost signed well I mean one thing that we do know about, about Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Paul and, and it's, a, it's a case with all managers to be fair they're quite guarded when it comes to contracts they don't want to give too much away they don't want to build people's hopes up and then you know the rug gets pulled under their feet or, or it weakens a negotiating table uh, position mm-hmm. when they're around the table but for Giovanni to come out and say that about Alfredo Morelos suggests to me that it's as good as done. Otherwise, I don't think he'd have committed himself like that. Um, I do know that Alfredo Morelos has really enjoyed working under Giovanni Van Bronckhurst and Roy Mackay. You know, Roy Mackay speaks Spanish uh, right away, so does Giovanni. So right away, there, there, there's, there's bonding um, there. And um, 
it's a chance for Alfredo Morelos possibly to go and play in the Champions League if Rangers can get through these qualifiers going by what Giovanni says as well if Rangers can get past Union SG in the next couple of weeks then Morelos should be available for the, the final playoff um, round so yeah very positive for uh, for Morelos but I think you're at that stage with Morelos Paul that he either signs a new deal or you sell him in August because again he's too big an asset to leave to let him go for nothing uh, this time next year and maybe Morelos will think I'll take another year or two of Rangers I'll fatten up my wage packet and I'm putting myself in the window because I've not played for three or four months maybe the, the interest is not quite there that he would like maybe the, the calibre of team is not quite there that they like maybe they're not willing to pay the fee that Rangers would want to let him go at this time so it maybe suits both parties to get something done in the next week or two and the cynic would say that must be the case that they're not banging down the door are they no. as far as we know and, and by the way Rangers will be happy about that yeah of course because so, they're going to keep a striker that's yeah. happy whereas if you've got a team that's willing to come in and pay 10 million quid mm-hmm. from him or 12 million quid from then you know he probably mm-hmm. becomes an Aribo and a Bassi and he's away and rightly so if he's only got a year to go on his deal um, so no it, it would suit uh, all parties and it would certainly just settle things down in terms of Morelos particularly with these Champions League games coming up Paul they're game changers 35 million quid absolute game changers so as if you can have as much calm around the building the training pitch every day the better for all concerned if you're just tuning in it's Paul Cooney with Mark Guidi we're on from five every evening and we'll be with you all the way throughout this season really looking forward to it with Macklin Motors right here's GVB in that exclusive with Sky Sports Scotland speaking about the Champions League ambition uh, hopefully we'll can sign a new player this week but uh, you know my focus is fully on, on the Champions League and, and we all know all the benefits it comes from reaching the group stages you know the development of my players uh, for us as a, as a team and club and of course financially will bring us also uh, a lot of finances in, into the club so uh, we have to see where we are at that moment you know, but our first aim is to, to win uh, the games we have to play in Champions League and be in the group stage Fans are looking forward to the season so much uh, all fans I was at Motherwell the other night 7,000 were there people disappointed obviously in the performance but you can just sense it isn't it this time of year no matter what the weather is it's brilliant getting out to the football again and we'd love to see the Scottish clubs do well in Europe we'll talk about Celtic shortly we'll talk about Motherwell because they face a tough one against Sligo Rovers on uh, Thursday night but what about Rangers and how much will it mean for them if they can win the next four games and into the Champions League mm. it's a game it's a game changer I mean genuinely financially um, for the club it'll be the biggest payday in their history uh, by a distance even bigger than the Bassey money yeah, isn't it yeah it's absolutely uh, you know for 50,000 Rangers supporters it's a chance to get back in and see their team in the Champions League for the first time in more than a decade um, and it's a chance for the, the current players to go and um, enhance their reputations for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst to enhance his reputation um, even more so it ticks a lot of boxes but just for, for us in general can you imagine having Celtic I mean it's brilliant that we've got Celtic um, and you know no qualifiers a stress free uh, pre-season in, in, in many ways um, and the money in the bank so you know, they know how they've been able to operate uh, during this window uh, so it's great that Celtic's going to be in it um, but if Rangers are to join them for Scotland to have two clubs in the Champions League I remember it happening Paul 12 years ago mm-hmm. or something 13 years ago um, and I didn't think it would ever happen again to be perfectly not, honest no, no I didn't yep. not, have, not having two um, and not having um, our top two clubs in it so it would be absolutely brilliant and Rangers have got a right good chance lessons will have been learned from this time last year when they failed against Malmo um, but the European success that they've had under Giovanni from February to May 
uh, I think will stand them in good stead for the opposition they face and the man who did the damage against them he was on loan at Malmo as we know Antonio Cholak got mm. the Rangers goal that's his first goal yep. the other uh, afternoon Rangers uh, Spurs started really well from the highlights I saw Rangers had a good uh, period of domination um, Cholak got the goal but then a double from Ari Kane yeah. and, uh, but Rangers I think we, what do you feel about that preparation? That was good I mean I think you, you go back to last uh, midweek against West Ham you know Tom Lawn scoring Ravi Matondo um, scoring so getting off the mark which is always good and then Cholak getting a goal so there's three the new signings already off the mark albeit it's only friendly games but I think there's good signs here and listen you've got to remember Antonio Conte and Spurs they're a quality team I know they're a week to ten days um, behind us but you've got one of the best strikers in the world and Harry Kane yeah. you know if Spurs had to put him up for sale tomorrow he'd have three or four clubs willing to pay 80 or 90 million for him no problem um, so he's a top striker and he can cause damage to, to any defence but over the piece um, and watching Giovanni uh, on the telly today and listening to him tonight on go Paul he sounds relaxed he yeah. sounds in a mm-hmm. good space uh, about things the good thing for him in many ways Aribo and Bassi have been dealt with he knows where he stands. He's not still hanging on and he might lose him on Friday night or lose him on Monday night before they play Union SG. So mm-hmm. he's got time to prepare. He's got Davis in. What would be interesting for me is the partnerships now that he decides to go for around the pitch. Obviously, central defence is going to be a partnership. Exactly. Yeah. Centre midfield options. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And up front, you know, what's it going to be? Well, people are loving Rabi Matondo and Tom Lawrence, aren't they? The way they break forward. First of all, what about the speed of Matondo? Oh, he's late the goal. Oh, yeah. he's, he's, he's absolute... Yeah. Um, Lightning, you know, he's. Uh, I think he's probably the. F- he might be the fastest player um, in, in Scotland. It would be interesting. Race every club puts forward. That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Fastest one, but yeah, they say yeah. his pace is is, is properly um, frightening. Um, and what, just what he has to uh, improve on, and that's something that the coaching staff will work on Rangers is his final ball. You know what he does once he once he beats a defender. You know, just lifting your head a bit more, picking the right pass, mm. putting the ball into a, an area that's going to hurt uh, opposition defences. Well, that will come. He's still young, um, but first of all, uh, when you've got pace, you, you know that's not something you can teach. You know, so you've got that pace. What a start it gives you. Um, and I think he'll do very well for Rangers Rabi, there'll be a few chants about Rabi, won't there? Yeah, can't think what they are What about my, um, Tom Lawrence? The Rangers fans, I spoke to Connor uh, this morning Big Rangers fan who was there And he loved the look of Tom Lawrence And he thinks in a free transfer He could be the, the signing of the close season Yeah, I mean, he's, he's got a, a good pedigree um, You know, he's, he's had time with Derby And it was troubled times at Derby Obviously with, yeah. with them getting into the administration Um and then having to you know go down the league because of the the points uh, deduction, but um, you know again he's a quality player scoring against West Ham. Well, you can get guys like that, Paul, on a free transfer. You know it makes sense. Yeah, the, the wage will be hefty. He'll be on a right good uh, salary, which is fair enough. But um, to pick up players like that, that's what you've got to do. You can spend money on players like they've done with Davis uh, and Cholak um, and Yilmaz yep. that you've just course, um, yep. broke tonight. Um, but then you've got to pepper it as well. Like you can't spend. Can't spend money on everybody, so you pepper it, and that's your recruitment staff and your contacts um, come into play to help you out. Overall, then, who is going to be the number one goalkeeper? Here is the manager asked the question today by Sky Sports. Well, I, I will have, yeah, but uh, you know, it's been uh, it's been good to to see all the, the you know the goalkeepers uh, you know work hard. You know, Alan signing a new deal, so I'm really happy that he that he stayed with us for 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 another year and. Uh, you know, Saturday we will start with, uh, you know, with the strongest team possible for, for that moment and also with the goalkeeper. Saturday we'll start with our strongest team possible, is what he said. Does that answer it? Will we find out at quarter to kick-off time? Yeah, yeah uh, kick-off. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think if you're Giovanni van Bronckhorst, Saturday's the first competitive game of the season, and then you're going right into Tuesday night in Belgium. So for me, I, I would imagine he would want to play strongest starting eleven on Saturday with a view to taking that into Tuesday. And also, make some changes if you're if you're winning the game. And who do you but, think the goalkeeper's going to be? Uh, for me, it's got to be Alan McGregor. I mean, just Why? just his, well experience and ability. Uh, now. I've not seen him in pre-season. One of the things that Giovanni said as well, he'll consult with his goalkeeping coach um, and take his opinion into and, and account. But um, going by what I know about both goalkeepers, then for me, it's Alan McGregor all day long. He made some great saves um, against Harry Kane and so on. Mm. And so on yeah, Saturday, I'd, I'd, it could have been I'd, a wider margin. I'd be yeah. shocked if it's not okay. yeah. Alan McGregor. Is there a chance shocked. because it's the artificial surface, though, it could be John McLaughlin on Saturday? No, I don't yeah, think so. Okay. You know, I think yeah. that you want to... I mean, I think one of the things, one of the problems for me last this time last year, Paul, was um, that Rangers rotated their goalies. And I know that Alan McGregor's maybe feeling something in his back, possibly, but I don't think that that, that did his sharpness any good. Um, you know, so um, I think now he'll, Alan McGregor will just want to get into a rhythm. Now, if he needs to take a break uh, after the game against Celtic, you know, fine or, or, or whatever, but... I think just now you want Alan McGregor building up a relationship with his back four because it's going to be you know, a new central defensive mm -hmm. partnership, possibly a new left back as well. So you want your goalie in there building up a relationship as quickly as possible and that starts on Saturday. That was the breaking news just after five. Rudvan Yilmaz, he's in. It's around about a £6 million deal. Rangers wouldn't say how what the uh, contract actually is, but uh, what five-year deal did we say just after five? It's signed, sealed, delivered. For you, Mark Guidi, who's the central defensive partnership? If they're, if they're all fit, is it Goldson, yeah. Antville? I'll, I'll let you answer it rather than yeah, you. Yeah, you know, Paul, I, I think it's it's two from, from three. It's uh, it's Suter, Goldson and, and Davis. In fact, it's probably one from two. It'll be Goldson mm -hmm. and one other. Um, so he's... Davis he, and he Suter, yeah. yeah. I, I think now, there's the option of going to the back three. Yep. You know, the managers yep. played the back three mm -hmm. before. A lot of them like this 3-4-2-1 or 3-4-1-2. Um, as well so maybe we'll see you know, can I see uh, Suter Goldson and Davis being a back three absolutely mm -hmm. I can see that um, so I, you know uh, but Goldson and one other see how Davis shapes so probably at the moment um, Suter's been in the building longer um, has done nothing wrong no done yep. not, so you know, maybe Suter's in the driving seat at, at the moment but you know I don't think Ben Davis is coming to Rangers to be a substitute and I don't think Rangers are paying the guts of £4 million for somebody to be a substitute um, either albeit it's a squad game but uh, I wonder if he's edging towards a back three Paul you oh, know? possibly we'll talk about that next but we'll also speak about Celtic after their win at the weekend and undefeated in six games we know it's pre-season but a, a more than decent start for Ange Postacoglu that's coming up next the Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go! Thanks Chris for the traffic and travel The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors Paul Cooney here with Mark Guidi Tomorrow night we'll be on air, Rob will be here with Stephen Cragen. I saw him in action at the weekend at the Premier Sports Cup. Been non-stop football, hasn't it? And, uh, well, the draw came out yesterday afternoon. The headlines today, just after five, is that Rangers will play Queen of the South on Tuesday, the 30th of August, 7.45 kick-off. And then, 24 hours later, the cup holders Celtic up at Ross County. A bit of a journey, Mark, but at least it's in summertime. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a midweek um, uh, up in Dingwall. Won't be an easy tie. You know, Malky mm. McKay's side of a couple of good results. Six um, yesterday, the other yeah, day. Yeah, and, and, and the League Cup against East Fife. Mm. Uh, and of course Celtic are up there the second league game of the season they're up to Dingwall they're at home to Aberdeen on Sunday and up at Dingwall 
uh, on the Saturday. So, like we say, Paul, for Celtic and Rangers, the games come uh, thick and fast. And, you know, I, I think we, well, I certainly expected it to be closer than what it was um, last season. Yeah. You know, I thought Celtic won by a more comfortable margin than, than what I expected. But I do think this season is going to be really, really tight. I think they've recruited, both clubs have recruited. Well, I know there's still five weeks of the window to go, but at this moment in time, they've recruited. You know, very, very well. Both squads are looking the part, and I think we always used to see this, Paul, over the years. But it might not be uh, be more true than than this season that the twelve points and the four fixtures, you know, probably going to do, I think could, sure. could well yeah. decide uh, decide the t- destination of the title. Is that your way of saying it? at the moment? It's too close to call. I'm not asking you to call today, anyway. It's, yeah, it's very close. Yeah, Wh- which I'll, which squad is stronger at the moment on the twenty fifth? Of July, I, I think at the moment you'd have to because I've not kicked a competitive ball. Um, I think at the moment you'd have to see the champions yeah. because mm. of the champions, not the champions for nothing, and the champions because yeah. of the best team. Mm. Um, they've lost Tom Rogic, um, which you know um, wasn't ideal for them, but but he's gone, and they've not really lost anybody of, of great significance. Okay, near Beaton's away, he was a good yeah. servant, but he wasn't a regular every week. Rangers have lost Bash and Aribo, mm. who were pivotal uh, to what happened. Um, under Giovanni Van Bronckhorst so it's, are the replacements going to be better than what they are are they going to settle in that's all things that we'll find out so um, I think both squads are very very strong but right now you'd have to say because of the champions because um, they're more settled because they won the league um, you would say for me it's, it's Celtic at the moment I think that's very fair so what about Ange Postacoglu Joe Hart has, has revealed after the game uh, yesterday that Ange has said to them and he says to them before games why not make this game that you're about to play the best game you've ever played it's simple yes inspirational motivational Mark have you heard that kind of talk from a manager before and what do you think of it? I think it's great I mean it is simple Paul but sometimes just those wee simple messages you know just before you leave the dressing room whether it's at 5-3 to three or whether it's at 5-4 to four for the start of the second half you know yeah. it's important and it just it just plants a seed um, in your brain um, you know and sometimes those wee short sharp messages are the ones that, that, that really hit home um, the most. So yeah, it is simple, it is straightforward. It's not rocket science, but it's very, very important. And it, you know, psychologically, from a man, a man management point of view, as as um, as Joe Hart has alluded to there, um, it's bang on. And what do you think the Celtic backline is going to look like this season? We know they've, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's bought more players in. He's got cover in every position. I see Moritz played for a, yeah. a time at the weekend. Yeah. Christopher Julian, and you know, the perceived wisdom is he'll be leaving. Mm-hmm. But my goodness, when you see the quality, when you see those two in the yeah. pitch together, it's um, Carl Starfelt was much criticised last season. Yeah. But I know that they've got the the best defensive record in the league. Mm-hmm. It's quite a conundrum, isn't it? But it's a positive uh, one, I guess, for the manager. Yeah, I mean, again, I would say if, you know we know that Ange Postecoglou likes a back four, so he's not going waver yeah. from that um, uh, so I would say it's Carter Vickers and one other yes. um, for me I think Starfelt improved it, it grew on me but I think for the game that Postacoglu insists that Celtic play well, it's always about possession and passing you know even in the tightest of areas under the most severe pressure you've still got to pass to a teammate you're not allowed to put it into Rosehead I don't think that suits Starfelt you know when I see him playing Paul he seems to present the opposition with chances in a, in a lot of games. Um, so therefore, I, I would be looking for another partner for Carter Vickers. The Julian thing's really interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, I've heard a few Celtic supporters who've been at their games to say, you know, he's looking the part again. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder if he's grown in the, on the manager. He was due to leave 10 days or so ago and, and yeah. it fell through. So you wonder. And then Maritz coming in, he came off the bench, had a couple of good tackles, good positional play. 
Um, so I think it'll be Carter, Vickers and one other and I don't think it'll be Starfield. You don't? No. no. Davy Proven, if he's listening in in Spain, will be pleased to hear that only because he said, I just don't think he's quite good mm. enough at he's, the highest he's, level. He's, he's good, Paul, but I think yep. for the type of game that Postecoglou wants to play... You know, I would say that the weakest part of his game that I can see is his distribution, and that's an yep. important part of how Postecoglou wants to play. We're on the socials, of course, at Go Football Show. Here's something that came in from Greg, who said, "Yes, yeah, Celtic played really well. They dominated the game against Norwich two 0 Hatati really good, he said. McGregor his usual, which is a fantastic compliment, isn't it? Kyogo not his usual. Maeda really good, and in Julian and Moritz, Celtic have the most handsome central defensive partnership in world football. I think that was his joke at the end there, but those." <laughs> too um, Kyogo not quite as usual uh, reason to worry about it yet or is it just going to be time for him to get fully fit and yeah I mean you've, you've got speed. Kyogo he knows the drill Paul you know he knows the, the, the culture now he knows his teammates he's settled in you know Celtic know what they're going to get from him and that's a quality player um, and you've got you know Jackamakis as well who had you know some outstanding finishes yeah. I, I think actually Jackamakis's contribution it got overlooked because of the, mm. the, the explosive nature in which um, you know Kyogo burst onto the scene but he actually assessed Giacomakis over the period when he came back from injury he, uh, he was he was brilliant you know really really good for Celtic you know led the line very mm. well at the start of February when Celtic beat Rangers 3-0 uh, you know he really did lead the line well um, and you look at the quality of some of his finishes mm. what a finisher he is, is. I mean he's yep. tip top yep. uh, for two and a half three million quid whatever yep. it was then he's an outstanding piece of business. So no, I don't have any um, major concerns about Celtic in the, the, the number nine area, whether it's Kyogo, yeah. Jakimakis, whatever, no concerns at all. And he led the line well for much of the game uh, on Saturday. The depth of squad at Rangers and Celtic is absolutely massive. Maeta getting uh, one of the Celtic goals and David Turnbull the other. Mm. Um, we got a chance to see Moy as well, mm -hmm. further back. Yeah. What did you make of him? I know it's a friendly. Yeah, but, uh, Paul, Pre again, assured. yeah, just yeah. like I've said, you know, uh, about Tom Lawrence, or, or you know, when you can get somebody like that in a free transfer, mm. uh, Paul, it's yeah. good business. You know, look, even if it's only for a year, you know, mm. if he's he's coming in, it's a position that they've tried to to, to fill. They were maybe unsuccessful with one or two attempts elsewhere, and they've decided, okay, do you know what? Aaron Moyes there, he's available. The manager knows him. He knows the manager. He knows Scotland. I think his wife and his partner Scottish. So there's no problems with, with settling in. They're relocating. Um, so you look at all that. It ticks a lot of boxes. He's what 32, 31, 32. 31. Yep. So I mean, you could arguably say he's got his best two years of his yep. career um, ahead of him. Um, so no, I think Moy on a free transfer is a superb piece of business. The transfer window is open for quite some time. We know that till the end of August. But there will be activity. You mentioned earlier in the programme, yeah, GVB and AP will both want to move some players on in the coming weeks. So there's news today that Standard Liège, they want uh, Mikey Johnson. Of right. course, the Ronnie okay. Dyla, uh, yeah. you know, connection there as of well. Course. Would be good for him probably, wouldn't yeah, it? I yeah, I think, you know, you know, I think when you look at the options that Celtic have and the sort of re-emergence of James Forrest, um, Again, yeah, I can see Mikey Johnson being one of the ones that Celtic would probably say, look, go out and loan or, or maybe, you know, a permanent move. And I think at this stage of his career, I think that's exactly what Mikey Johnson needs. And, and the, the standard in the Belgian leagues, good, Paul. Yeah. You know, a lot of boys have, have gone over there um, and played well. You know, it gets a lot of publicity. Obviously, the Belgium national team, etc., etc. Still one of the best in the world. Yeah, yeah. so, um, yeah, if that's if that's true, mm. and I would imagine there certainly would be a lot of substance to that story, then I think that'd be a good one for Mikey Johnson. And on the continent as well, Toulouse are reported to have inquired about Stephen Welsh 
for mm. a loan. Mm. I know he signed a new deal with Celtic just what mm. four or five months ago. Yeah, but the the word is that they want to keep him just now, keep the options. Uh-huh. Well, again, that's maybe one where that might depend possibly on what happens with Julian. Yep. So they might now be edging towards actually should we be keeping Julian? Is he actually got the makings of a partnership with Carter Vickers? So does that make um, Stephen Wells dispensable? Um, so that's one that can maybe go run for another couple of weeks. But if Julian's, go, I think one of them goes, Paul. Um, so it's either Julian or or, or, uh, or Stephen Welsh. And again, if it's Stephen Welsh, you get a chance to go to France. I think it's brilliant. We're just talking about Mikey Johnson there. Seen a lot of our Scottish players heading abroad. I love to see it. Yeah. You know, Lewis Ferguson, Josh Doig, yeah. all the boys. I think it's absolutely brilliant um, for their careers and just for the lives in general they're all there as one of our friends says they're all there (laughs) (laughs) on the continent so so, aye to get the chance to go and do that if you get a chance to go and play in League 1 why not what about Callum McGregor his usual game isn't he he's a phenomenal captain yes he's been he's been brilliant you know um, you know very very early on from his tenure in the captaincy people stopped talking about Scott Brown and that's the biggest compliment you could play you he took over a guy who wore the armband for seven or eight years who's one of the most successful or most decorated players in Celtic's uh, history he led the club to, to nine in a row etc 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 and Callum McGregor the transition has been seamless and uh, he deserves a hell of a lot of credit not for not only for what he does on the park but off the park as well because he had to help bring stability into that dressing room this time last year when it was pretty chaotic yeah. around the whole football club he then had to forge a link between the manager in the dressing room building up a relationship with his manager which is so important so credit to, to Callum McGregor he's, he's matured beautifully well um, uh, at Celtic Park It's going to be some season Dean Smith the Norwich manager had such great success at Aston Villa of course he took them up and kept them up for a long time in the top league he was saying that Celtic would be comfortable in the Premier League in England mm. and when you look at Rangers performance against West Ham and then uh, against Tottenham then do you think both clubs now, if they moved there today, how would they fare in England? They, they would be, you know, uh, comfortable. Uh, I don't think they would be, you know, bottom three, bottom four. Uh, you know, I, I, I could see them being, you know, 10th to 14th, whatever. And then, obviously, the, the riches would kick in, Paul. So they'd be, do, they'd be looking at a different level of player um, because of the money that would be at their uh, disposal. Um 60,000 at Celtic Park every week, 50,000 at Ibrox and all that money as well. So I think, listen, they couldn't take their eye off the ball. They couldn't be complacent because I've seen big clubs. Newcastle have been down a couple of times. Aston Villa have been down. So just because you're a big club doesn't guarantee anything. But I would imagine Celtic and Rangers, I don't necessarily see them being top four in the first five years. Uh, but certainly I don't see them being bottom four either and when these big clubs come to Scotland I think they are maybe not overawed but they are often amazed they've heard about Ibrox mm. they've heard about Celtic Park but these are two special football grounds aren't they more than football yeah. grounds it's it's a phenomenal atmosphere yeah it is you know, and that's why it would be great to have both in the Champions League from September to November um, in the coming months and uh, as I say just hearing the Champions League theme music Paul it's been a few years since we've heard it yeah um, Can you hum it Scotland. for us, or maybe not? But uh, we'll, we'll play it. We'll be playing it. Oh, oh well done. It's brilliant, yeah. but uh, it gets you. The old Zedog. It gets you going. Yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. It certainly does. We mentioned there are more than football grounds, which East End Park was at the weekend. It was Stephen's uh, wedding celebration. So well done. Congratulations, Stephen, at uh, East End Park in one of the suites at the weekend. So I know there was a great yeah. celebration through there, because uh, the, the football grounds are so important to people. If it's your local club or one yeah. of the, one of the big two, or it's uh, lifeblood. It's of more than a game, isn't yeah, it? It's are, true. They, they, they are. I mean, you can see it at, at, 
Motherwell at well, first part the other, the other night. Yeah, you know, well, you the kids were all there. The community, yeah. what it, the, the, the families, and even to the people that work at the club. You know, it's not just about the eleven guys who take the field, the manager. It's about everybody behind the scenes who makes a contribution to making a season successful. Whether that's winning a cup, getting to a final, avoiding relegation, winning a league, or getting into Europe, as, as Motherwell have got, as um, the D United will have, and Celtic yeah. Rangers obviously coming up in Hearts uh, too. So it's everybody inside a football club that does their bit to help bring success we're going to talk about that in the next session but let's hear a bit more from Giovanni van Bronckhurst speaking exclusively to Sky Sports Scotland today how does he feel then about the, the pre-season tour they've had and also the games back at Ibrox well I think it's always good to start uh, for five, six weeks in the beginning of the season to start with the group and, and train really hard every week uh, many sessions in a row I mean we haven't had that uh, when, when since we came here because of all the the games we had to play, so that's good. You know, we we lost some players in the in the window, and we uh, we bought some players in the window. So I'm really happy with the squad at the moment. Everyone is working hard to be ready for uh, for Saturday, and then all the games that will will uh, we have to play after that. Yeah, plenty of games coming up. We touched on Morelos earlier. He's speaking now about his fitness. At uh, the moment, he's training. Uh, you know, big parts of the session he's, he's training with us, so that's a good sign. He looks. Uh, Every every session he looks uh, better and sharper, so uh, we're monitoring his development uh, really closely in the next coming weeks. Because of course, when he when he's fit, you know he's you know he's, he's one option for me uh, up front uh, as well. Which uh, you know we all know his quality, so I'd rather have him uh, back quick uh, quick as possible. And Mark, that's one of the headlines on the telly at the moment, isn't it? Uh, Morelos is positive about signing. It's not done yet, yeah. but it looks as Barry Ferguson said two weeks ago. He did. in here yeah. with you and me. Yeah. That's, Barry broke the story. He's going to stay. Yeah, Look Barry, out for that. Broke, Barry broke the story on on Go Radio, and uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst has confirmed it. And I would say that uh, again, Paul, just to, to reiterate, it, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. All managers that they're, they're, they're guarded. They know what they're allowed to say, yeah. what they're not allowed to say. And for for Giovanni to come out and say that um, says to me that the the the, the deal um, an extension for, for Morelos is as good as done. And what about Ryan Kent? He was the other player at that time mentioned mm. and Barry thought they might both stay. He said especially Morelos. Um, but well, is there a bid for Yeah, well, they're, for they're, Kent. if they're dealing with Morelos yeah. just now, I think Tavernier as well is as good as yeah. over the line, isn't it? So mm. there have been negotiations with the captain. Obviously, they've, they've been working hard and bringing in, you know, five, six, seven new signings and then doing deals for, for uh, players to go out the door as well. So, you know, it's, it sounds easy. Go and get a player to sign a new deal or whatever. So maybe Kent... It's not, not maybe Kent's next on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I think Kent's in the same boat as Morelos, Paul. You've got to ascertain, do you want to stay? Yeah. Do you want to sign a deal? If you don't, we really need to look very, very closely at selling you in the next five weeks. Because again, that's an asset that, I'd, you know, it's hard to judge what Kent would be worth a year to go on his deal, Paul. 10 million. Mm-hmm. You know, this time last year, we were talking about 20. 20 He's down yeah. to a, a year now. Uh, he had a good season last season I don't think he had a great season and I only think three he goals. should have delivered yeah. more to be mm-hmm. honest but he's still got a good reputation he's still a quality player um, but again it's up to the Rangers hierarchy to find out do you want to stay if you do I think great it's a no-brainer they would, they would get him signed up in a heartbeat mm-hmm. but if he doesn't then you've, you've, you know, you've got to look close at the possibility of cashing in on him quick break and then we're back on the day that Rangers have made another signing uh, from Besiktas that's coming next the Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go, 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 go. 
Paul Cooney and Mark Guidi as Rangers at five today announced that they've signed the Turkish international Ridvan Yilmaz a five-year deal from Besiktas left back and a bit more for Rangers as Celtic have done both of them now yeah. strong strong squads yeah and I mean you, you, you look at you know Barisic is a quality player Paul yeah. decided to bring in uh, Yilmaz so again what, what, where does that leave Barisic if you've got to carry <clears throat> excuse me you've got to mm. carry two players for every position that's the way it is at Celtic that's the way it is at Rangers because they'll be you know they'll, they'll both be involved in European football as well as domestically um, and both internationals as well yeah, yeah and you know again Paul's big prize money mm. you know big big prize money uh, all the time that's why the managers are, are demanding strong squads that's why they're, they're looking at players at the calibre of, of Yilmaz you know in that in that price bracket and you think as well it'll be, it'll be a good weekly wage that he's coming for you know so you look at it there'll be a lot of, there'll be millions and millions involved in that deal so yeah uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst was really keen to get it over the line remember Giovanni was a world class left back himself so he knows that position um, well Captain Holland uh, as yeah. a left back in the World Cup final mm-hmm. in 2010 in South Africa for Barcelona as well so um, he knows a left back when he sees one and that's why he's been so keen to get Yilmaz in the door world class this programme is scripted I know it doesn't sound it but this day 25 years ago quarter of a century Celtic made a signing one of the most significant ever in the history of the club and yeah. you, you were there yeah and Giovanni Van Bronckhorst best pal of course Henry yeah. Larson my best buddies um, at Henrik, Feyenoord 25 uh, can you believe it I was there where Paul, were you yeah I when, was there the day that, that, uh, that Henrik got paraded mm-hmm. uh, and again there was a you know, it was a real flurry of transfer activity. You know, Stefan Mahe, Craig Burley, Jonathan Gould, um, Reggie Blinker coming in, De Canio leaving, uh, Cadetti uh, leaving, the amigos uh, leaving, Mark they... Reaper um, yeah. coming in. You know, there was there was so there was so um, so many. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I remember that day well. Henrik sitting with his dreadlocks. It was a sort of protracted situation with his his court case and the the release fee and his contract with Feyenoord. Um, but listen, nobody could have thought that he would give seven years outstanding service, 242 goals, then go on and win the, the Champions League with Barca. Um, I remember, um, I'm, I'm telling me, he had 28 offers when he left Celtic. Really? 28 offers. When he left Celtic, yeah. Yeah, he was obviously in a free transfer. Sure. And he was at the Euros in 2004 mm-hmm. in Portugal, and I was there, I remember meeting him one day because to give him the, the Sunday meal uh, Star Trek Play of the Year award winner tro- trophy to get yeah. <laughs> and uh, so met him at the training yeah. anyway long story short he said um, he told me his, uh, his wife had been on the phone to say that Barcelona um, want you um, and he said to her, oh good he says but I'm preparing for Sweden's game he says um, tell me that you wait 48 hours I can't mm-hmm. get involved in this to prepare for, for Sweden's game he says well you can't tell Barcelona yeah. to wait he says well you deal with it then so his wife went and get the ball rolling yeah. uh, with 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 uh, with Barcelona. So twenty eight um, offers, and uh, remember, get in to see Martin O'Neill the year before it to say, look, I'm definitely leaving. I'll see you this year. I'm going. And Martin O'Neill trying everything in his power to, to get him, as, as everybody wanted it at Celtic to keep him. But um, yeah, for six hundred and fifty grand, uh, Paul, absolutely. He? Uh, outstanding piece Incredible. of business and he was introduced there by the club at the time and said oh you know he knows all this stuff about the history of the club but I think he was honest wasn't he I, yeah, I, I, I do th- remember that yeah he, he just he said, no I really I don't know much I'll learn this a bit at the moment no um, you know it's just about you know find my feet getting into the team and of course he, he gets blamed for for, uh, for Celtic losing in the opening day of the season at Easter Road <laughs> yeah, to, to Jim Duffy's and Bernie yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. he kicked on and uh, I think you look at some of the goals that he scored but um 
the, the one when Celtic stopped 10 in a row at home to St John's that day the opening goal inside five minutes just settled everybody down it was a quality finish as well it was indeed yeah because it was touch and go for quite a time in that game wasn't it because mm. Rangers were playing up at Dundee yeah, United and, and Jonathan yeah. Gould did one if not two, two brilliant yeah. saves that afternoon against St John's when the, when the score was 1-0 sure. then Harold brought back he yeah. sealed it didn't we Harold did he certainly yeah. did yeah remembering Henrik Larsson the greatest Celtic player certainly of the last quarter of a century he'd be up there along with Doug Leish uh, Doug yeah. Johnson, Jimmy Johnson, Billy McNeil, Paul McStay's, you yeah. know, all, all sure. the guys yeah. in the last, you know, 40, uh, 50 years has been some some truly um, fabulous players at Celtic. We were lucky to live in those times, weren't we? And, you know, lots of our listeners too. And then I, I could, you'll see Barry here back, you know, in a few days' time, he'd then be saying about, you know, Rangers with Loudrup and Gascoigne mm-hmm. and the De Boers and Newmans. We've been blessed. But this could be a great time as well because, you know, we finished the old season with both ends of the, the town fairly happy. You know, Rangers getting to a Europa League final, uh, just pipped, just missing out in the penalties, then winning the cup a few days later because that could have gone horribly wrong for Rangers, but it didn't. Celtic getting the first tournament, the Premier Sports Cup, now under pressure from people like Lee Johnson. He's out of the tournament. But, you know, the League Cup and then winning the league as well. So both ends of the town happy. Yeah, which is unusual. Um, you know, I think you know when when you reflect, uh, both managers can be very very satisfied with the season. I think you know particularly Ange Postecoglou because you're, you're winning the title, you're guaranteed it was the richest title in Scottish football history, and you're right into the Champions League. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst took over November when Rangers were top of the table, didn't win the league, but you know you think of the nights that that he gave Rangers. You know, you think of that Borussia Dortmund, uh, you think of Braga, you know, Red Star, the the, the drama. Mm-hmm. The trips, the final, and, and, and Seville itself. coming yeah. so close, and then yeah. you know. By the way, Paul was a big ask to go and recover yeah, from that defeat uh, and that heat, hundred twenty minutes, and the disappointment of losing a final. And Peter Kitts to go and you know convincingly beat Hearts. I know it went the extra time, but it was convincing uh, the performance um, and the victory. There was a lot of pressure on the manager that afternoon. So, um, nah, listen, it was great. And as I said, I've said many times, Paul. First and foremost. Great for the two guys, the two managers, Postecoglou and Van Bronckhorst, because they're both first-class human beings and that should be rewarded and, and talked about more than anything. Will both sides be happy by the end of the season? Well, we'll no. discuss it. No, no, it can't no, be. no I no. can't see it for two, two, well, two years in a row, sure. Paul. Well, James Tavernier, who mm. looks as though he's going to sign a new long-term contract, the club captain, says he's pledging to do everything to reclaim what he described as their title. And for Celtic, having raised the bar so high in 12 months, less than 12 months, Ange Postacoglu wants even more. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and it starts uh, yeah. this weekend. Rangers, you would see on paper, get, get a tougher tie, get away from home. Celtic, home to Aberdeen. You know, sometimes when you're unfurling the flag in front of your own crowd, first game of the season can be a wee bit nervy. Mm-hmm. Um, Aberdeen, good form at the weekend. Yeah, Jim and, and Jim Goodwin, delighted for yeah. Jim. You know, it's early days, but you know they were, they were convincing. Um, in the League Cup, four games played. Um, I don't know, 12, 13 goals scored, none conceded. And yeah. um, you know the, the 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 spotlight was very much on Jim for the wrong reasons, but he's got it going there. He's made some bold and brave decisions about people he's decided to leave or discard. Yeah. Um, he's also played a part, albeit you know more down to, to Derek McInnes. But you think Lewis Ferguson and Calvin Ramsey, he's played a part in their yeah. development mm-hmm. and getting them going. He's helped bring in you know seven million quid into the club, uh, and I'm really pleased for for, for Jim Goon because he's also just first and foremost a, a right good guy. 
And he's changed the dugouts as well. Have you seen that? He's, oh, no, say, oh, he's turned them round. He's changed. So they're now, what was the away d- d- uh, dugout? Right. And he's found a new striker, Miofsky, who scored yesterday the penalty. Ross McCrory scored and Johnny Hayes. So, listen, there was so much football at the weekend. We'll run out of time talking about them all. What about Motherwell then? So they lost 1-0 mm. the other night to Sligo Rovers. Um, they could turn it round. I wonder if they will. Do you think they will over there in the west of Ireland? Tough one, Paul. Uh, Realise I, I wasn't at the game, so I, I don't know. You know, over the ninety minutes, um, but I, I, I do remember seeing that like Sligo will be tough customers. You know, League Islands did. improved. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of the teams there and they're uh, mid-season. Get better, you, yeah. So they're see. in a flow, they're yeah. in a rhythm. Um, but look, going away from home, you could say Motherwell have got nothing to lose. Could probably very few people would expect them to go through. Maybe a wee bit more pressure on on, on Sligo. What do they do? They're one up. Do they sit mm-hmm. back? Do they try and defend their lead? Or, you know what is that's a lot to take in. I wouldn't rule Motherwell out, but very, very difficult to see them getting through. And you can see that Van Veen wasn't fully fit. I don't think he was. But um, yeah, we'd love to see Motherwell because we don't want the Scottish teams going out right yeah, away. You know, yeah. you want you want yeah. them, you want you know Hearts are going Hearts. to win it uh, regardless. We're wanting Dundee United. We're wanting Motherwell, and we want Celtic Rangers in the in the Champions League. So you know, imagine if we, you know come the start of September, the end of August, we've got five teams playing in European football between now and, and November. It's absolutely fabulous for for the country. How's the passport? Right up to date? Are you oh, ready to aye, travel it's, for it's us? Yeah, there, Paul. It's all there if uh, needed. A roving reporter, <laughs> Mark Woody. Yeah, we're going to be there all the way. I need to ask you about Lee Johnson before we go. What about his comments about the League Cup, the Premier Sports Cup? I can understand in some ways. I mean, Peter Grant said it. It, it comes too soon for some managers because you are, you're, you're up against it immediately in what should be still pre-season time. Is it fair? I know I asked you about it a couple of weeks ago. Do you have some sympathy with his comments? Yeah, I mean, I, I can see where he's coming from, but I also see the other side, and, and a part of me thinks that it's good that players are getting competitive football. Um, now ideally you would you would have three or four friendlies then in the League Cup even if it is starting the other but look you, you know the drill Paul it's not that it's it's foisted on you by three days notice you know yeah. you know it's coming you know what your prep's going to be you know when to get the players in that's why you know they want players in quickly as possible I do have you know I do have a bit of sympathy but, but not much over, over the piece no <laughs> just not saying genuinely just yeah. crack yeah. on with it you know you know the schedule you know what it is you're a big club you're full time go and get on with it and produce the goods if you don't then you've just got to do you know do better when the league starts. Ange Postacoglu promising more signings for Celtic fans. We don't think there can be many. Where does he need to to strengthen? An interesting one. But I, I don't see anything obvious. I don't see anything jumping out at me. I don't expect anybody to to leave that you would consider a first team you know proper yeah. starter. That, that We've heard about the Juranovic thing. Sorry, but it's yeah, gone you know, quiet. Now. quiet yeah. uh, Matt Riley, a bit of speculation with, with, with Leicester, Leicester. Um, as well. You wouldn't want but, to lose um, him, would you? No, absolutely not. No chance. No chance of that one. Um, not Juranovic. But... No, no, wouldn't think so. So look, there's, there's probably something there that you know you think all oh, the, the the data and the analytics and how closely they look at things. You know, right into the so they yeah. might be thinking that where can we improve, mm-hmm. and if we can improve, let's go and get somebody. You know, let's go and get somebody that can improve the team. And if that person becomes available, then they'll go for them. They've got money there, Paul. I mean, we're speaking about the 35 million that's coming in. You look at Celtic's balance sheet over the last 12 mm-hmm. months or so, they'll be 20 odd million quid up. You know, remember Frimpongs yep, and Edwards yep. and Ayers yep. and Christy. all that. Yep. Yep. So you think about it, you know, there'll be a healthy, healthy balance sheet. A massive wage bill, don't get me wrong, sure. mm-hmm. but a healthy balance sheet of the club. If Ange Postecoglou sees somebody that he, that he really wants, he would want the board to, to back him and I'd be very surprised if they didn't. Final word from GVB in that exclusive interview today with Sky Sports Scotland. 
talking about the thing that Rangers fans want to know about what's going to happen in the league challenge. Well, I think we have to have the consistency uh, to uh, to win every game. Of course, the old firm games are, as as of last year, very close. And uh, but you know, of course, we we want to be champions next year. And that's uh, as I said, we uh, we have to win every game, you know, every week. And that's uh, that's our aim. We have to work hard for that because of all the European games and cup games in between. But uh, we cannot lose uh, lose too many points as we did last year. He's focusing on what you were saying. These four old firm games, the yeah. Glasgow derby, mm-hmm. crucial. They are. And um, they had that blip during the season, Paul. I think four away games in a row where they dropped points. So that's a lesson to be learned for the players and uh, for the manager. But yeah, I mean, you think back to the, the game that pretty much clinched the title for Celtic, the 2-1 win at Ibrox. But Rangers were one up. Started and fire, but then Callum McGregor got himself into the game and started to impose himself and, and led Celtic to a victory. But ha- let's just say that had finished a draw, totally different mm-hmm. complexion going into the split. You know, you're taking, yep. you're taking two points away for Rangers and giving uh, set away for Celtic, giving Rangers one extra point. So it just shows that one goal changed the whole complexion. But it just makes Paul. We're into the, the, the week now, the build-up, and I'm so looking forward to it. It's going to be a cracker. Mark Guidi will give us his predictions for the season ahead on Friday. Rob will be here tomorrow night with Stephen Cragen, and then I'll see you on Wednesday, live at five. Service your existing car with us right now. And it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes motability and fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December.